Bruins have lost three in a row. WEI.com beat reporter Ty Anderson is in to explain what the hell is going on. Uh, everything bad all at the same time. Uh, there's fire, there's snakes, there's bad goaltending, mainly bad goaltending and bad defense. But uh, yeah, not a great three games for the Bruins. Uh, last night may have been the worst of the three, which is hard to believe given how poorly they played against Minnesota. Um, but yes, just a total disaster last night in New York City. I'm Ken Laird, by the way. Welcome. It's Bruins cast. Ty uh, watches the full game. Uh, Laird, because he's producing the morning show, went to bed when it was two zip after one period. So I have yet to see periods two and three. I'm going to defer to you on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to uh, been pleased after one. Pasternak scores right away, and uh, it looked like you know they had rallied around the two losses previously. We're playing a solid road period. What what went wrong in, in period two? Yeah, I mean, that was a great thing for you to wake up to, I'm sure. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, you know, you wake up and it's 5-2, and that's sort of what happened to the Bruins. I think they played a great road period. The first period was amazing. I mean, they did everything they wanted to do. Uh, they really stifled the Rangers in the neutral zone and in the offensive zone. The Rangers didn't really have a lot of great opportunities. Zane McIntyre stood tall. He made two great stops on JT Miller. Yeah. Uh, and then the second period comes. There's another 10-minute stretch like there was against Minnesota where the team just falls apart. It begins with with Rick Nash. He scores a goal on a turnover, a very bad turnover, shorthanded by Tory Krug, who continues to struggle. Uh, and then from there, the wheels come off. You know, it's it's just it's bad defensive play. These this team struggles to get the puck out of their own zone, unlike any other team I've seen in the league. It just these are boneheaded. These are basic mistakes they're making. Uh, it's just not the communication between the the forwards and the defense uh, looks like it's just not there. And by the end of the night. It's 5-2. I mean, the game was over after the second period, and then the Rangers scored two more insurance goals three minutes into the third. So it was just not, it was lights out for the Bruins. Yeah. Well, they have to be a little rattled right now. I know they've played four different goalies in, in four uh, different games here, but that's, as we talked about yesterday, not the real issue, right? I guess, you know, Zarnik scores, they get some production out of the second and third line finally, but can't translate. Exactly, and, and that's a big thing. I mean... It could be anyone in net right now, and I think you'd still have some of these problems. Maybe it's not five goals and it's three. You know, maybe it's not five goals against Minnesota and it's four. It's just these are these defensive lapses are the same defensive lapses that prevented this team from making the playoffs last year. It's the same core, it's the same personnel, and it's the same mistakes. I mean, it's been especially bad these last two games. Uh, but John Michael Lyles has not been a contributor for this team yet. Colin Miller is still too young, I think, to be really expect him to be a consistent, strong defensive zone defenseman. Uh, Adam McQuaid has looked lost in his in his return. Uh, granted, it's two games, but yeah. he has looked absolutely terrible. Uh, and Tory Krug still doesn't have a point. So the only production you're getting, like we talked about yesterday, is from that that Carlo and Shara pairing. It's the only one you can trust, and they can't play 40 minutes a night. Well, Krug got paid. I mean, last year. You thought, okay, maybe there's a distraction hanging over his head of, of an uncertain future. Are we going to drag all year this? He got paid. There's a pressure of living up to the contract. I mean, you, you certainly hope not because that would be another disaster. I mean, this team has enough guys that are overpaid and, and not producing, you know, in yeah. theory. So to have another one would be a, a real bummer if you're Don Sweeney. But uh, I, I do wonder about the shoulder. You know, he had the offseason surgery. Is he not 100%? He'll never admit it, even if he's not. Uh, but th- but they need production. Simple as that. I mean, it, whether or not it's, you know, it's if you're not producing points, you're maybe playing strong in your own end, and you're not getting either one right now. Uh, so you do worry a bit. I mean, this is a defenseman that was always a third pairing guy, 
and now he's making uh, five mil a year, and he's on your second pairing, and right now it's been a disaster. And so you have concerns, yeah. I mean, they're a team that has gone through some changes, no doubt, but the core is still there. Julian's still there. He did talk, and the team talked about tweaking the system coming into the season, especially the defensemen. They were trying to close gaps in the neutral zone quicker. Do you think that's part of it? Are they are they still trying to pick up on some changes and you know a couple new assistant coaches as well that are in the mix? Yeah, you know, I I do wonder because I I think their system when they play it, it's proved it's proved to be pretty effective. I I think the problem is that they don't have the puck a lot with this with these new tweaks. I I find them chasing more than than they ever were in the past, which makes you wonder if the system is actually going to work for this personnel, especially when, you know, a Bergeron, a Krejci, Marshan, Char, these guys are used to the system they had for, you know, almost 10 years now under Julian. So uh, that's a problem. You saw last year, they tried to make some some changes to what they were doing. They started out 0-3. Those changes went out the window. Now they're 3-4. and So you wonder if these changes are going to be thrown out the window like they were last year and they revert back to how they used to be. The problem is that, what they have been is not good enough anymore. So the personnel is still there, but you wonder if the personnel needs an upgrade or needs a tweak itself if the system's not going to work. Beyond Krug, if you could pick one player on the team that's got to get his head out of his ass and quickly, mm-hmm. who is it Saturday when they go to Detroit? Uh, it's David Krejci. Yep. David Krejci, I mean, this guy, you know, he makes seven seven point two five million a year. Uh, you, gave him, you gave him a pass in the first few weeks of the season because of the offseason hip surgery, yes. But he says he said on 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 Tuesday goes I wouldn't I wouldn't be playing if I wasn't if I was hurt. He says I feel good. All right, well you feel good, prove it. He's had a revolving door of line mates, yeah. But geez, I mean you've gotten almost nothing out of him. He gets an assist last night, but this just hasn't looked like a player that is making seven million dollars a season. He looks like a disaster. Beyond that, I mean Jimmy Hayes, we're still zero 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 across the board, seven games in. If you didn't get the message last year and you're you're going to put forth this kind of effort, are you ever going to get it? But that's not a surprise, right? Beyond the the purple suit. I mean, this guy, you know, yeah. You you knew last year Jimmy Hayes is not a savior. He is what he is, right? He's a he's a third line grinder at this point. Yeah, but even the grind hasn't been there. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of if you're going to float throughout the throughout the game and, you know, make your 9 minutes a completely useless 9 minutes and just sit out. You know, I mean, there are plenty of guys they have in Providence or, you know, on the waiver wire they could grab and and they could give you what Hayes has given you and a lot more and infinitely more, actually. And you look at last night, Brandon Peary has two goals. This is a guy that wasn't signed until, I believe, late August, early September. Yeah, that's a guy the Bruins could have had in Hayes' spot and, you know, actually gotten production out of. If you don't have production, you, you shouldn't be playing. It's simple as that. Well, you had two disappointing years, a ninth place esque team. Mm-hmm. It's looking like they're in that kind of murky middle ground again. At some point, Bees fans are going to just lose patience. When you look back at the moves, the Jimmy Hayes trade was, was one of these minor tweaks. They've been trying to stay in contention with an aging veteran core. Is there one that jumps out more than others? Is, are we still going back to the Dougie Hamilton mess? And, I mean, what was the is, or is it a collection of things that where they've just been in quicksand right now? Well, I think for me, I go back even farther than that. I go back to the Shirley regime. Everyone points to the Sagan trade, yes, but I point to the Johnny Boychuk trade. They traded a number number one B, number two defenseman for draft picks, which was a cap issue, right? They needed exactly. to get money. Mon- that was a cap out. issue, yeah. and you couldn't move a, a, a Gregory Campbell or a Adam or an Adam Quaid, so you moved Johnny Boychuk. Yeah, which. It, looking back on it is is was such a bad move for this team. I go back, you know, they the year before the Boychuk trade, they gave Seidenberg an extension. 
Seidenberg was bought out, and now now he plays with the Islanders. He plays with Boychuk. So if you can go back and do and do it all over again, you probably wouldn't re-sign Seidenberg knowing the style he plays and the, the way the league was shifting. You couldn't predict the ACL injury, but still. Uh, and then you would use that money to re-sign Johnny Boychuk, a player who loved being in Boston and who was the number two to Zdeno Chara. They don't have that right now. Yeah. They, Brandon Carlo's been great, but he's still 19 years old. No. There's no heir apparent to Zeno Chara, and that's the biggest problem for this team For still. three years, they've been throwing somebody with him that he's got to carry, right? I mean, exactly, Chara yeah. and whoever, Kevin Miller. Or yeah, it was, it was Miller, McQuaid, and yeah. Lyles last year, and this year it's Carlo. Uh, I like Carlo's game a lot, but you can't expect him to be a number two defenseman right out of juniors. That's not fair to him. It's not fair to your team, especially if you're honest about contending you can't have that i mean if you're if you if you are being a realist and saying hey we're gonna retool and and, re- and develop and and grow from there then yeah brandon carlo and your top pairing is great but if you're trying to tell your fan base which you are that you are a playoff team it's not gonna work simple as that and, and, and i mean if these seven games aren't proof nothing will be well they had a little bit of that philadelphia phillies problem they had success they tried to keep it together they spent a lot of money they had some no trade clauses that were you know bad right yeah so, so is chara ryan howard in yeah. this in this, uh, in this scenario it's better than ryan howard <laughs> no it's just the supporting cast around like you say they're losing pieces because it's a cap sport where baseball is not mm-hmm. they couldn't keep boy chuck you had to, to make hard decisions and this is what you're left with and you got a management yeah. an ownership group that wants they, they demand winning every year yeah and so they're not letting them fully rebuild. And this team hasn't won a trade. That's right. the biggest thing. They haven't won a trade in right. a very long time. You know, the the Hamilton trade may be a win based on the players that they've drafted with those picks, but they they lost the the, the uh, Boychuk trade. They lost the Sagan trade by a large, large deficit now. The I Brett mean, it's, Conley trade, the Zach Ronaldo the Brett, trade. Yeah, Jesus, it's just, I, they, they actually gave up something to get Zach Ronaldo. That's kind of amazing when God. you really think about it. Uh, but no, they haven't won a single trade in a very long time now. And you start to wonder who's pulling the strings, who is really in charge. Lucic, would you give him props for the Lucic deal in the end? Uh, I would, but again, it's one of those things where they haven't maximized it. Yeah. You know, like they, they get Marty Jones and they flip him for a first-round pick and uh, Sean Corrali. The first-round pick they use on a reach. It's like they don't take the, the best... It's a bonus pick. It's not even your pick. It's a bonus pick. That's when you do, you know, you take a chance on a skill guy that's there. They went for a grinded out third line center that most proje- projected to be in the second or third round. Yeah, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you're if you have the number twenty nine overall pick. So I just think they haven't utilized when they do get the assets, they don't utilize them the correct way. Colin Miller. I mean, is he going to be a third pairing guy, or is he going to be a player that you actually let develop and and grow? I mean. I have I have great fears, and I think they're legitimate, and I think Bruins fans should feel this way too. Is that once Kevin Miller is ready to go, Colin Miller is a scratch, yep. and it's like here we go again. Go, yeah, right. Yeah, and it's just and they it makes paid no Kevin sense. Miller, so they're going to have to play him. Exactly. You don't pay a guy ten mil over four years to have him be a seventh defenseman. Yeah. So and it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's not getting any better. Not to mention you're watching Jimmy VC put goals in last night. You, yeah, I think he picked the right the team. Offseason. Artemi Panarin last year, and he's getting, they're getting Jonas Kampainen. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating, too, when you look at these guys and people say, why don't they want to play here? They, they can't handle the pressure. And it's like, no, they might just be a realist and say this team isn't going anywhere. They look at the they look at the aging core. They look at the the pieces that they have and the, the missteps they've made over these past four seasons, and they go, no, I'm not going to go there because 
why would I go there when I'm going to get benched for, you know, Max Talbot, like like some guys were last year, Zach Ronaldo. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to play with uh, Jonathan Taves. I'm going to play with, with you know, Derek Stepan, Rick Nash, whatever it may be. Yeah. So right now the Bruins don't have a lot going for them, and it's hard to envision it getting better this season. I think the future is bright, but there are going to be more nights like last night and like Tuesday night than not. Well, hey, they got a lead. Yeah, good start. It's a good start. Yeah, Nolan Patrick, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll talk to you uh, maybe Sunday huh, after a late night Detroit game. Yeah, we'll yeah, I'd be down. Went in on Sunday. We're gonna try to do these day after uh, most games uh, mm-hmm. if we can turn them out. Still no name for the show. We'll go with the Bruins cast. That's Ty Anderson. I'm Ken Laird. This is WEI.com.